Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I am welcoming Jonah Larkin back in to the studio to talk a little bit more about how to create sustainable morning rhythms. Jonah, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks, Zach. Always great to be with you, my man. Man, I am super excited about it because we did unpack a little bit of our morning routines and how we get our day started in a very energized, excited, and focused way. And what I really love about all the offerings you have, I, I noticed you have this quick start morning rhythm challenge, and it's a, a seven-day challenge, and, and our audience loves a good challenge. And Del Carnegie, even one of the big Del Carnegie principles is throw down a challenge because especially in the male world, we love to be challenged by something. I think a seven-day challenge to create this rhythm is just completely impactful and something that we should all look forward to. So I want to give you the opportunity to unpack that for us. What's it look like? What are the tactics you kind of attach to that? What can you tell us about the program? Yeah, well, it basically distills all of the things that I've learned and teach into seven days. So it's just jam-packed with all the content, all the principles that anybody would need in order to create a sustainable long-term habit. And you think, wow, could I really do that in seven days? Well, I mean, yes, you actually can do it in seven days. And the main thing that you have to show yourself is you have to show yourself what it's like when you succeed and how impactful having that morning rhythm or routine can be. Because that is the key. Once you see how impactful it is, then you don't need the willpower anymore. So that's really the first principle is like, try it, follow the steps, do the things and see what it's like when you get outside in the morning, if that's your thing, and you go for a run or you work out or you start journaling or you meditate or you play some music or you go swimming, whatever it is, whatever it is. And so essentially what we do in that seven days is we run through the fundamental principles that I've found work for people to create sustainable long-term habits. And the thing is, the biggest mistake that I see people make over and over is that people try to bite off more than they can chew. So it's like, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. Okay, cool. All right. So I need to start training on Monday. And so I'm going to run five days a week. And uh, I'm going to start eating well, and I'm going to, you know, lose weight, and I'm going to run this marathon. Like, that is a setup for failure, right? And so we need to start really, really small. And so the first thing, like, the first tactic that I tell people is like, okay, decide what it is that you want to do. What's, what's your big goal, right? Maybe it's to run a marathon. Great. Now break that down into something, into a step that's so small that you can do it in less than a minute. So that's the first step. So in the marathon example, the first step would be to put on your running gear, put it on. That's your win. I don't care if you like put on your running gear and go into your next Zoom call. That is your win. And if you start doing that day after day, day after day, pretty soon you're going to start walking outside and pretty soon you're going to run around the block and pretty soon you're going to start going for runs. So that's the first thing you have to develop the habit and people 
like get all caught up and like, oh, I didn't run five miles and beat themselves up. But if you make the small thing your win, you're well on your way. So that's the first tactic. And before we go on to the second tactic, I really want to highlight that where people, especially in my world, they, they hear the David Goggins, the already his, his mind, or my mind just went blank on him, but the tactical extreme ownership yeah. author where the military. Oh, mind, Jocko God, Willing? Is it name. Jocko? But the military, yeah. Yeah. Jocko. Yeah, golly, Jocko, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you hear these morning routines that are insane. And my morning routine, 4 a.m., go to the gym. But what I want uh, people to highlight, uh, what I want to highlight to folks about what you just said is my morning routine includes reading, journaling, gratitude, the gym, playing the piano because I'm learning the piano is part of my mental state. There are so many things. That's like a six-hour routine if I did it every day. But the way I've broken it down is Monday is a piano lesson. Tuesday, I'm going to make sure I'm reading. Wednesday, I'm going to make sure I get a longer time to journal and meditate. And there's so many aspects of that. So like, it doesn't mean you have to do all of it every single moment, right? It means literally one little small bite attached to eating an elephant to get that started. So I love that you hit that for that first tactic. Sorry to interrupt for second tactic, but I love that piece of it. No, you actually illustrated it perfectly. That's why I call it a rhythm and not a routine because you have a rhythm to how you do your mornings. You're like, okay, these are my goals. This is what I'm going to do. And yeah, biting off more than we can chew is crazy. I mean, so for instance, you know, the longest meditation retreat I went on was six weeks, 10, 12, 14 hours a day of meditation, day after day, day after day. And when I gotten back and, you know, gotten back to my normal life, I actually had a really hard time having a consistent practice. And it wasn't until I started saying, okay, Jonah, your goal is to sit down on your meditation cushion and take three deep breaths. Do that and you win. And that's what it took to get me to that. It's called the non-negotiable, what I call the non-negotiable. It was three breaths. Now my non-negotiable is 11 minutes of meditation every day. That's my non-negotiable. That's what I do. 1130 at night, I haven't done it. I got, I'll sit down, do my 11 minutes, but it starts really small and it's still pretty small, even though sometimes I meditate for 45 minutes or an hour, right? I still give myself that win, that very small win. So the second principle is you want to uh, stack or link your behavior on a pre-existing one. So I get up in the morning. First thing I do is I drink my water. And I know that right after I drink my water, the next thing I do is meditate. So that's how I stack it. So find whatever you're going to do, stack it and say it in your mind to yourself and visualize yourself doing it. So I say, after I drink my water, I'm going to sit down and meditate. So the night before, if I'm having, if I'm developing a new habit, I want to visualize, okay, drinking my water, walking over to my meditation cushion, meditate. So we teach that. Number three is to remove obstacles because a lot of times we set up, we're like, have the best intentions in the world. Hey, I'm going to go for a run tomorrow, but then we can't find our running shoes, right? Or we can't find, oh, I don't have any, I don't have any running clothes. So you want to make sure that you're a little bit prepared. So you want to remove obstacles. And then number four is to get somebody to do the thing with. I talked about community before. I'm 95% more likely to do the thing if I'm doing it with you, right? And so that's what we do. And we, we run through that in seven days. And at the end of seven days, you'll have learned and internalized all those principles. And the beauty is, Zach, it doesn't have to take an hour or five hours or six hours. You can do your entire morning routine in five minutes. You can do it in five minutes. 
you and I talked about intentionality before, and that's really what it's about. It's about setting your intention, knowing why you're doing what you're doing, and setting yourself up for success, even just a couple of minutes or even a minute of getting clear, getting intentional, knowing what you're doing. It can change your whole day and small actions lead to huge results over time. I mean, that's why I'm about, you know, people can talk about, you know, greatness and leadership and kicking butt in business and all this stuff, but it always comes back to what are you doing? What are you doing right now? What are you doing day to day? And that's why I like to teach habits through the uh, seven day quick start challenge. And yeah, people can find that at jonalarkett.com slash BATL on there. They can sign up for it there. I love that. And one of the, the principles that you just said that I absolutely love is removing those barriers to accomplishing the tasks. That's kind of how I ingested it, where for me, the morning routine doesn't start in the morning. The morning routine starts the night before where you say you drink water every morning, right? So the intentionality behind it would be make sure you have water available first thing in the morning or put on your running clothes. If this drives me nuts, right? And I I shift away from running clothes, hitting the snooze button. People that set 18 snoozes and they set 18 alarms, like you're literally creating barriers to getting up at that first alarm. Yeah. So you're creating excuses within your mind where you're going to be like, yeah, I've got another alarm snooze. I've got another alarm snooze. I got another alarm snooze. And it's just like putting your running clothes on And that's task one, sitting down for three breaths, task one. Well, if you remove the barriers, like go ahead and set your running clothes out for the morning. So when you wake up, they're right there. You don't have to think about what am I wearing today? Because that's a barrier. You're not thinking about what's the weather look like today? Because you already looked at it yesterday. and You know, you need a hoodie this morning or something along those lines. So I love that you brought that piece into it because those barriers create excuses in our mind. And those excuses keep us from accomplishing what we really want to accomplish. Man, I 100% agree with you on all of those points. And, you know, it it really doesn't take that much time to start to just, if you take a little bit of time and just visualize what those things are, you want to make your environment easy for yourself. There was a study done. I can't remember. I think it was at the, I can't remember what university, but they looked at people with very high amounts of willpower and people with very low amounts of willpower And they thought they were going to find this really big difference. It was a study on willpower. They thought they were going to find a really big difference between the people who had a bunch of willpower and the people that did. Well, to everybody's surprise, what they found is that the people who exhibited signs of high willpower actually didn't have that much more willpower than the people who exhibited signs of low willpower. But the people who exhibited signs of high willpower used easy strategies to do the things they wanted to do. So like an easy, I'm a sugar addict. So an easy strategy for me is no sugar in the house. Easy strategy. For real, for real though. Cause if there is ice cream in the damn freezer, I guarantee you my mind will go back to it every hour until I eat it. And it is a distraction. It is a barrier for me. I cannot. Yeah. Sweet tooth. Sorry. I had to jump in on that. Cause I'm like, I correlate with that. Same with sodas, bad beverages, alcohol. Don't keep it in the house. If you're going to drink it. Exactly, exactly. And and so it's all about like having these grand expectations that we're just like these uber people and we're not. We're just like we're just like primates with big brains. That's all we are. And so if you start to think of yourself as okay, I'm just a freaking gorilla with a big brain. If I was tasked to take care of this gorilla, what would I do? Well, okay, no ice cream in the house for me cuz that's going to get eaten. And it's the same thing. It's like, make sure you have your running clothes out so that you're not stumbling around looking for them. 
make sure you have like I've messed up the water thing, especially when I travel. I wake up, I'm like, oh man, there's no filtered water. What am I gonna do? Throws off my whole day. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, it's so funny because starting your day with water is like a big thing they talk about because it lubricates everything and gets you get back going into yeah. a flowish state and I, you laugh about the filtered water. I hate drinking water out of the faucet in hotels. They, it tastes funny. I don't know what it is. I have filtered water here in Atlanta. Like I have like the Brita filter in the fridge. Like if the water tastes bad, I will not drink it straight up. It just, there's yeah. no question about it. So even thinking through to that degree, right. That's a small thing. Having filtered water available, bottled water available. I'm not huge on bottled water, but if that's what it takes when you're traveling, like having that access and thinking through that to make sure your day set up, I think that's huge. Yeah, it's the environment, stupid. That's what I always say. It's the environment, stupid. That's that, that's my little mantra to myself. It's not you. It's the environment. We respond to our environment. So if there's something that I am doing that I don't like and I try to willpower my way into it, almost never works. But if I think about the environment, if I'm like, okay, you know what, man? I really want a journal. All right, put my journal on my kitchen table so that when I sit down with my tea in the morning, it's right there. Hey, what do you know? Maybe I'll write a sentence. Maybe I'll write a page. So it's all about those easy strategies. And once you learn how these strategies work, then things just become way easier because I'm not fighting against myself anymore. I love it, man. That fight with your internal self is that conversation, the rhetoric, all of it. it it's such a difficult fight that the strongest of men, the, the smartest of women, like it, it's impossible to win that consistently because it just wears you down. And I love how you've unpacked all this. I love the tactics. I, I love everything about the, the seven day challenge. And I encourage everybody to go check it out. Remind the audience, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, connect with you, of course, get into the challenge. Yep. Remind us of all that. Yep. Yeah. So my website, jonahlarkin.com, it has links to all my socials, but if you do want to find me on social mainly on Instagram and LinkedIn at Jonah Larkin. I am on Twitter, starting to engage in Twitter a little more, but I'm not a big social media guy. Nonetheless, I do have a bit of following on Instagram. And if people want to go and sign up for the challenge, I, I've set up a, a special page for Babel listeners. It's uh, jonahlarkin.com slash B-A-T-L. And you can go ahead and sign up for that challenge. And one of the other cool things about it is if you email dur me during that challenge while you're doing it, I'll read your email and I'll email you back. I love hearing from people. I love getting feedback because I'm in the relationship business. It's all about understanding other people, what makes them tick, what makes me tick and connecting. So yeah, I appreciate it, Zach, very much so. Appreciate the wisdom that you bring and that you bring it to your listeners. You're providing a really valuable service here. I appreciate that, Jonah. And I appreciate you bringing it with me today and all the great wisdom you've brought to us. Thank you so much, my friend. All right. It's really a pleasure to be here with you today. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com.